We're back at Investor Townhouse headquarters in San Diego, California. I'm your host, Daniel Wong. On today's program, we welcome back David Drake, the chairman of LDJ Capital. David, thanks so much for taking the time with us today. Thanks for having me again. So, David, last time we had a great interview. We had a lot to talk about the crypto markets. And right now, we'd like to jump back right into it. The crypto markets are still down. Why? Why are they still down? Fear and uncertainty. You had all these regulators, even on Davos, UBS went on news today and said, hey, we're not going to tell our guys or our clients to buy crypto. It's too volatile, too risky. And, you know, they're flexing their muscles. They're nervous. They don't know what's going on. And to kind of like empower themselves, they're going to go in the news and create uncertainty. And they should, on the other side, do the same thing. Because, look, the SEC in the U.S. is here to protect us. Their job in 33 and 34 and 40 Act is to say, I'm going to protect you as citizens who are making investments global and not to be taken into advantage of. And, well, that all comes back from the 1929 crash of people lying and taking advantage of people. So I want to say I appreciate them being there. On the flip side, regulators might be a little too impetuous in saying things that might just make people nervous, make them a little uncertain about the markets. And that's what's right. What's happening right now? I mean, you know, Daniel. Two, two weeks ago, we saw the markets in Asia just, you know, collapse to fifty percent. I called Wednesday fifty percent off, half day off. So that's still holding. And so we understand that. We understand they're here to help try to protect those investors that maybe aren't as as savvy, and that's their job. But uh, you know, another note we always talk about is how much does that play into the markets, the news, the the politics? How much does that really play into the price of, of crypto? Well, plenty, plenty right now because everybody's paying attention to the media. Until a year and a half ago, media made no impression on people like crypto. They didn't care about it and listen about it. Now, TV, radio, mainstream media is allowing people to get into the space and will get in. They're seeing the returns. They're seeing the possibilities. They have a brand new asset class and everybody's saying, hey, I want in. Of course, you know, I, I don't want people to jump in. I want people to read, learn, watch videos here and see what's possible because it's getting hyped and specifically in crypto it's going up and down 20 to 40 percent every other week it's been going on like that for eight months it's not for lighthearted so let's go away with the following if it's going down put a little bit of money in learn about it not a lot you know you know a couple percent of you in that worth and you know get exposed to it you're right. That's a great way to get your, your feet wet and understand your, your risk tolerance. I think that's a, a great point you make there. Now, obviously, we've seen a lot of ICOs last year, and that was the big craze. Everyone's going to do an ICO, but now I think people are starting to realize, okay, there's maybe certain ones we should really pay attention to and certain ones we definitely shouldn't pay attention to. So talk to us a little bit about that, and then what are your top three ICO picks for 2018 so far? I know we just got started. Well, let's start with the beginning. You know, last summer you started seeing fifty hundred thousand million, hundred fifty hundred million dollar ICOs, and uh, by end of August, September, everybody I was working with suddenly said, "Oh, we're going to do a two hundred million dollar ICO." Frivolously, not understanding the dynamics, they just saw a couple other ones doing it, so they wanted to do it. And lo and behold, China announced ICOs were forbidden, and the whole market just went down 30% and stayed that way for three months. 
It would take three months for the market to heat up again. And by November, December, we started seeing everything going up highly. But at that point, ICOs were more realistic. Like, okay, maybe the $100 million ICO shouldn't be what we thought it would be. And um, they calmed down a little bit and started realizing a lot of investors don't want to dilute themselves with too much of a valuation. And they're saying, look, if you're going to tell me anything over $50 million, I am not even going to talk to you. And that's what I heard in October, November with the family offices that we work with at my family office company. And, you know, we have a Cayman fund right now investing in this space. And, you know, in October, all of our family offices that we work with, you know, 43 of them just said, listen, you tell me anybody's going to tell me over $60 million of an ICO, I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. That settled in as the market didn't heat up. Now over December into early January, the market really took off. And suddenly, you know, all the cryptocurrencies were so more valuable overnight that people weren't paying attention to ICOs. They were making so much money buying Ether, Bitcoin, Litecoin, that they couldn't pay attention to the ICOs. However, the last few weeks, we were seeing that this thing has taken a little fall. We had half price Wednesday. I saw my coins go down 50% in value. I got 50 different coins. You know, I got, you know, eight digit millions in coins right now. And, you know, it hurts. But fortunately enough, I've been through this a few times, actually a dozen times since last summer. So my advice is if it's down, shop, go and buy. If it's up, <laughs> maybe just wait till it goes down again because I've seen a consistency of it going down regularly. And back to your question about what's the hot thing this year, it's hard to say because we're barely the first month of the year. There's going to be another, you know, dozen of these companies coming out. However, you know, Telegram has announced to do an ICO. You know what? That's a hot thing to do because to me, when I look at ICO and I made my last 50 investments, I want to see that they have a lot of participants in Telegram. And if Telegram's going ICO, that's a good one. Over to you. Well, definitely. I, I think that's big. Obviously, Telegram's a huge channel for everyone to be on there, Reddit, all the various channels of communication. So it's kind of a natural, natural fit there. Um, you know, going back to ICOs, a lot of companies, and we talked to a lot of companies that say, you know, Dan, I want to do an ICO. Can you kind of help guide us a little bit there? What should we do? What does it take from the white paper to getting listed on a major exchange? You know, what type of expenses are expected? Because I think a lot of people just don't understand what it's going to take. And I think they need to have a good understanding before they decide to jump into this and start spending money and raising money and then realize, hey, there's a lot more that's going to go into this. Look, I, I've seen a lot of ICOs coming to us and asking us to help them with raising money. And a lot of them are really quick schemes. I think most of them are missing the big point. Cryptocurrencies are based on the whole world being able to send you currencies in two seconds. That's the crowd. The crowd and the crowdfunding phenomena we saw a decade ago is the underlying force of cryptocurrencies. And the ones that failed and kind of crashed right away has been entrepreneurs. I understand they have to embrace the, the community. And when I say embrace, it doesn't mean to bring them in. It means to listen to them. First, you have to bring them in. Then you have to listen to them and their sentiment because they're the ones who are your word of mouth. And I probably worked with 10 of them out of the last 100 who just did not get that at all. And of course, it failed right away. So I think that's an important thing that 
it's a different economy. It's a different kind of attitude. It's a new generation, a generation who wants to collaborate and work together and do it in a community. And I think that's the number one thing you've got to keep in mind. Now, as far as cost, we've seen the cost go up to half a million dollars, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars in the early days, which in these dog years were last summer. So it's costing more, and there's some more organization space, more feedback and research done to understand what's successful and what's not. More groups are successful in space. It's done this a few times already. It's still completely fragmented. Opportunities are great. And in a new asset class, I think we have a huge way upwards to create new processes. I think that is the perfect uh, way to explain that, that people really need to understand. There's a whole crowd involved in this. There's a whole community of people that's going to lift you up. You know, rising tide raises all boats. Um, David, it looks like that's we're about out of time for today. We'd like to thank you so much for coming on the show again. Thanks so much. Thanks for a great show. Good night. Folks, that's David Drake, the chairman of LDJ Capital. He is one of our big crypto experts here. He's always giving us insight on what's the latest, what's the greatest, and what you need to know about these markets. So we're definitely going to have him back on again soon sometime. But folks, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll catch you next time. Stay tuned for the next interviews here on InvestorTownHall.com 